0: What's up, family? How are y'all feeling? Welcome to another episode of the Siblings Sit Down Podcast. We're here. It's all family and it's all love. I'm AJ White. And unfortunately, we don't have Shamika Buckles here today. Uh, she had to currently get her wisdom teeth taken out. So i I'll let it slide and let her have a have an episode off today. But she will be back. Just keep her in your prayers and hope hope everything turns out well with her recovery and hope she can get back here soon to us. But Once again here, we're going to bring you your weekly doses of positivity and empowerment. If you're coming back, checking with us again on YouTube, how's it going? If you're checking in with us from Spotify, from Apple Music, any other platforms, LinkedIn, please let me know. Let us know in the comments where you're coming from and share this video to anyone around, anyone that's going through something, anyone that just needs a little boost for the week, let them know that we're here for them. And it's all love over here. So now we're going to get started into this episode today. Today I have a very, very special guest. Uh, today is my one of my close buddies, Christian Lavelle, originally going to Utah State for football. Um, that's something that I don't think he talks about a lot. Through his through his career of sports but his background is is something incredible uh, something that a lot of people I feel should want to reach out to and hear about uh, the messages that he brings the energy that he brings the positivity the leadership skills that he brings is is incredible um looking into some of his history looking back into going to Texas Tech from 2019 to 2023 getting a bachelor of science in kinesiology with a minor in health professions, also graduated undergrad in mag- magnum cum laude as part of two honor societies, Phi Kappa Phi and NSCS. And also graduating graduating with a master's of science in kinesiology with a concentration in the human performance, but now he's working as a graduate assistant for Texas Tech so Christian Christian. Thank you for joining us here today and I hope we can share a a huge message to everyone out there viewing for us.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for having me. That was quite the intro. Um, So I appreciate the kind words. Um, You know, I'm looking forward to, you know, speaking on some things tonight and
0: putting out some good messages for some people here. Yeah, man, absolutely. I feel like with with our background of, of football, it's it's a whole different realm compared to a lot of other people, not to disregard what everyone else has going on, but the timely manner, the the mental health aspect, the physical labor that goes through with being in football or being an athlete in general is a topic that I feel is not brought forth to a lot of people's attention of how, how serious some of this stuff is. Um, and I know with your background and your expertise, I know you can bring some some knowledge to us about why some of these things are the way they are. So I actually have a couple of statistics here that I have found, uh, according to the World Health Organization, saying that people who are insufficiently active have a 20% to 30% increased risk of death compared to people who are sufficiently active. Have you ever heard of any type of statistic like that, or would you believe that statistic is true?
1: No, I, I believe that hundred percent. Um, it's, you know, even just getting up and, you know, taking a walk, uh, can do so much for your life. Um, so I definitely believe that. And then, you know, obviously with, you know, being sedentary most of the day, um, it's, for people that's the biggest thing is people that have sedentary jobs and stuff, they feel like it's hard to get up. But I mean, that, I believe that statistic a hundred
0: percent for, for some other people, what does sedentary mean? Uh, just means
1: where you're sitting down,
0: Mm. you know, not, not moving, not active, Mm -hmm. uh, best
1: jobs, um, things of that nature.
0: Okay. Uh, then looking into this, even to not even get into the adult world of things, One of a statistic also that it says more than 80% of the world's adolescent population is insufficiently physically active. That is a statistic I wasn't even thinking would be true, honestly. But from like from my past and how I grew up, it was was always sports. It was always doing something active, going outside, ride your bike, go for a run, walk, something. But now it's saying that 80% of adolescents are insufficiently active.
1: I mean, it's, it's a shame that that's true, you know, because mm. like I was the same way growing up, uh, every sport, you know, alternate basketball, baseball, doing everything possible, every season playing as many sports as possible. And then like, I always remember being like PE being really fun. Like, yeah. p- like our teachers, um, finding fun ways for us to like play new games yeah. or, like dodgeball going out playing yeah. freeze tag, you know, you know, really caring about their job and like, developing these young kids into like being better athletes and just being healthy people and like active, right. just being active as a young kid. And now like even in high schools, I know like at my high school back in California, like their PE class um, for like the non-athletes is I'll oh, just get to walk around the track, you wow. know, or that's, that's, it's really, you know, it's sad to see like that pushing kids to like be active is like is so hard now mm. um because i know when i was a kid it was like like we said you never you would you're pulling me off the freaking playground yeah bro, you know, you're pulling <laughs> yeah. me off it yeah you know like it's not it was never a thing where it's like oh man i gotta go to recess you know that's what our whole day revolved around
0: that's uh i, I can't even i mean I, I guess i can partly explain why I think things are going the way they're going it's be, it's because of these things man this this right here and those the little iPads little computers we're playing football on a laptop this is literally what kids are doing now they they would never have the true experience of actually going outside to play the sport um and that kind of leads into a question that I have for you do you think that the way your family caught raised you caused your upbringing is the reason why you fell into the route that you're into right now. 100%. Um, I mean, I think
1: they did like, having good role models is everything like my parents have been building those habits in me, even without me knowing when I was yeah. a little kid, you know, subconsciously, like, hey, this we're eating you know whole foods having sitting down having dinner together every right. night we never really got takeout we didn't really go out to dinner a whole lot during the week we always sitting together like yeah. cooking together um you know my parents had me in the kitchen helping them like mm. when i was a little kid too so learning how to prepare food the right way and hey this is what like this is how many veggies we're going to have with our um starch for the night or something wow. like that, you know? So like I was very involved with my parents when it came to like what we ate, mm-hmm. um, always having home cooked meals. Um, and both my parents are in healthcare. Mm. Um, my mom's a dietitian, so go mm. figure. Yeah, um, and my dad, uh, works in functional medicine or integrative medicine, which is basically just, you know, lifestyle medicine. We okay. work with professional athletes, general population, uh, disease state people, uh so i've seen a lot um mm. seen pretty much the whole spectrum of health mm. um just with having them be my parents right um, so i definitely a lot of this stuff was built um without me even knowing gotcha like so yeah,
0: yeah. okay that's fair that that's that's new to me because so my upbringing, yes, my parents were like, oh, be in sports, always be active in whatever you're doing. But my parents are are not in the health field or any anywhere for athletics or any of that route. My mom is working with automobiles. My dad is the cybersecurity, working stuff a lot on IT. I was nowhere near in that route to know what foods I needed to be eating when growing up. I just had the my my typical meal growing up was grits, eggs and bacon and some toast. That was the that was my breakfast every single morning. I didn't get the the spinach, the lettuce, you know, any type of vegetables that you specifically needed for your energy, the oats that I needed. I would I mean I was eating oatmeal every once in a while, but it wasn't like a you got to you got to eat this just for your health for later on down the road. So, my upbringing was just like I think it was just a path that I had to find for myself to learn about and I mean, that's interesting. Everyone's path is so different. So you never know how people are when they're growing up. And that's, that's, that's weird to me. Yeah. I
1: mean, like, my parents did a really good job of making it fun for me too. You know, oh, okay. finding, finding good ways to make healthy food taste good. Mm. You know, like, instead of getting a little Debbie, we might home make something, you know, mm. like, we didn't really have a whole lot of processed stuff. Mm-hmm. So they made it fun and like, interactive for me, like making Sundays, but we're using like, you know, organic whipped cream instead mm, of normal whipped cream. Mm, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not even, you know, it's just little things like that. Yeah. Um, that I that I remember growing up is like making Sundays with my dad and yeah, of yeah. going to Cold Stone, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Like they made it interactive and fun and made it still taste good. Um mm. and mm. I never really like I wouldn't change my childhood for for anything when it comes in regards to food. Like I can tell you about I've had like Fruit Loops and all that stuff. I probably found on one hand the amount of times I had Lucky Charms or Fruit Loops or something like that. But I don't like I don't feel like I'm missing out because um you know my parents always like felt filled that void with something. Um I don't even say it's a void, you know, they just made it you know, made up for it in other areas. Right, just making things tasty for me as a kid. Right,
0: right. Oh, that. Looking into that, uh, going back to a previous episode of ours, we had a uh, the topic literally called the little things, and I don't think a lot of people look into that as of those those little things of of cooking something at home and involving it with the entire family to make it into something that is is worthwhile. Can can put something to a whole different whole different level compared to if if let's say dad was just making everything by himself and he would just be like here eat it it'd be a whole different story compared to now and it's like i, I want people to to look into that to to watch that type of stuff because it's like man that little just that little tweak changed everything for you and now that you've gone through that process and now you now that you're noticing that and looking back and reflecting and seeing those things why do you think Physical health is specifically important to you
1: well, to me um, my fam growing up in the midwest, so I grew up in Cincinnati, um, all my family's still in the midwest, you know, so the food, you know, the active lifestyle there is not at, like I moved to California in middle school, and that was like a whole like completely culture change of people That's getting that. up in the morning and going to surf yep. like. You know, we're going to go surf before we go to work. You know, we're going on our walks. We're hiking. I didn't know anything about that coming from Ohio. But majority of my family, um, you know, we have family history of diabetes, uh, dementia, Mm. Alzheimer's, like heart disease, um, alcoholism. So I have a lot of poor genes in my family um, that I know if I don't take my health seriously that I – really easily could end up down right. um, one of those paths. And right. I see how hard that is just right. from seeing, you know, family members go through that in and out of the hospital, you know, in and out of doctor's offices, you know, yeah. having to take insulin type. Yeah. My grandpa was a type two diabetic. My grandma had dementia, you know, like, wow. And a lot of those things are, I mean, dementia is a hard one. Um, but like diabetes, heart disease and all that stuff, like it's all preventable. Right. Um, so that, just seeing my family struggle with a lot of those things. And then obviously goes back to my parents, um, showing me how to live a, an active life and how to put health, uh, be health first and, yeah. you know, live a life of vitality. Yeah. Um, my dad, like I, as long as I can remember, I can remember being in the gym with him, seeing yeah. him train, even if yeah. I wasn't doing anything, he was there. Um, you know, it's just mental health. Yeah you know, it's just a foundation for me. It's a a foundational thing. Um, that's how I live my life every day is like, how do I be as healthy as possible for as long as possible? Right. That's, that's what I like to say.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, I got something for you. Um, a part of my life, not a lot of people know this. Um, so while growing up for me, uh, looking into my past and looking into my family history, like my dad, for example, very tall guy, tall guy, like, like me, maybe about an inch shorter than me. Um, but my dad, he graduated college, maybe at like 170, 170 pounds or so. Um, and eventually later on down the road hitting 225, I was like, man, I hit, I hit 225 getting out of high school. So like my, the way my body was fluctuating was very different compared to how my parents were. But going back to younger, pushing back to middle school. Um, I was actually on the verge of, I believe, I don't want to say the wrong number that I was, but I'm, I'm sure my mom will remember, but I'm pretty sure, uh, I was borderline of being type two diabetic when I was little. Uh, there were signs of, I believe it's a, a high levels of sugar in your body and you have like rings around your neck that will appear, uh, If you have, I guess, a a high amount of sugar intake and Mm -hmm. I was getting tested and always having blood drawn and having all these tests and stuff done on me. And I mean, I'm like, I'm like 12, 11. I'm like, man, I'm just trying to have fun right now, play sports, have fun with my friends. And now I got to worry about what I'm eating and stuff right now. But that is also something else that pushes me sometimes feels like, man, I was I was this close to to being diabetic. And not to say like, Oh, this, is this is so horrible and I can't control it, but that could have been a part of my life. And I never, I, my life could have been a whole different path now. And so I can't, I can't take a day for granted uh, for the stuff that I do, but also just, you know, once again, of being involved in sports already, I think it was a, it was an easy process to, I guess, work out of my system. Um, but yeah, that, that stuff is so, so important. That I think people just are so quick to neglect about all of the other issues that can come to play if you don't, if you're not mindful of the physical things that your body needs. And I don't think people pay attention to that. I think, you know, a
1: lot of people wait until something's broke. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: Mm -hmm. you wait
1: until something's broke and you're like, oh, okay, I can fix it now. Yeah. It's like my whole, it's like, why not get ahead of that? Right. Don't even have, you don't need to put yourself in that position. Right. Like let's try and not be broke for right. as long as possible. Obviously it's going to happen at some point, you know, it just, that's just aging, but why right. not push it off? Right. Push it off for as long as possible. Do the things, you know, to, you know, an extra couple years of playing with your kids or an extra couple yeah. years of playing with your grandbabies, you know, like a lot of people just wait until, yeah. Like I don't got to worry about it, and then they're put in this hard situation where they're in in a position where they either have to make a drastic lifestyle change, yeah, to live a little bit longer, or they're
0: or they just you know keep down that same path. Yeah, on even on that topic, now that we're in, I can't even say college. I guess not because it's it's like past it's like past college, but we're still in school. I don't know what phase yeah. you want to call this, <laughs> but during this time how can we promote healthier lifestyles for people around us like because we tell people you know stay off your phone stay off the internet or stay off of all these devices and whatnot because it keeps you hooked but this is where they're getting their information so it's like how can we promote this stuff in a positive way yeah
1: yeah i mean it's really like that's a great point i think that's it's hard because you know everybody's like you said. Put your phones down. Put your phones down. Get outside. Get outside. Or it's like I need this to know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, you know that's like what because a lot of college kids I feel like don't know where to start. Yeah, um, and they feel like it's super expensive. Right. It's being like, I feel like being healthy it's is yeah. is yeah considered an expensive habit.
0: Yeah, you special know? lifestyle for sure. When.
1: Yeah, when in reality, you know, there's really a lot of ways to be healthy without having to spend a lot of money. You know, right. like there's cheaper gym memberships or right. if you're in college, you have access to the rec center, you know, um, and even like we have outdoor pull-up bars and stuff at, here at Tech, you know. Yeah. So it's just there's no excuse not to be able to go do something, right. um, you know, like HEB has really good coupons like coupon like that's huge being learned learning how to like use coupons to save money on healthy food and like frozen veggies Mm -hmm. are slept on they're picked at peak freshness like when they're the most ripe they're picked and flash frozen when they're um for frozen veggies and they're they're super cheap and they don't go bad Mm. you keep them in the freezer Mm -hmm. you know so like there's there's all sorts of you know little hacks um Even doing a 10 minute walk like three times a day, yeah, you know, get you up or taking a 10 minute break when you, when you study and go take a walk or something, even that, like don't bring your phone with you. You know, like that's an opportunity to where you can, you know, enjoy, um, nature a little bit, not be on your phone, you know, you know, be mindful of being where your feet are and stuff like that. So I think it's a lot easier, um, than people make it. Yeah. And I, I think people expect results really quickly. You know, they see people on TikTok and you you see gratification, um, instant, yeah. Instant gratification on TikTok. It's like, you understand that these people, the way, the reason why they look the way they do is because they built years and years and years and years of habits on top of each other. Right. You know, if you're just starting out, you're not going to change a life lifetime's worth of bad habits in one day yeah you know you got to take little steps to um getting to where you want to be and you got to be patient you yeah. got to be really freaking patient
0: yeah um you said you said something that that caught caught my interest off the bat you said be mindful of where your feet are there are so far so many ways that you can take that i Think, I try to think about that a lot, actually, more than I, more than I actually just actually think about in my head. But when, when you're, I know for me, when I first got here to tech, or to Texas Tech, I had walked to class, like I was always walking to class, I was taking the bus or whatnot, but I also always had to walk a, a pretty, pretty far while to get to get to my class. And every day I would walk around with these on, I would walk around with these headphones on. And you know, I'd be enjoying my music, just having having my me time before I get to class and start whatever I'm doing. But in a sense, I'm blocking out everything that's happening in the world. Any contact with any other person, nobody's going to want to talk to me. I have headphones on, no one will interact with me. I'm not going to be able to hear the sounds of life. I know it it can sound corny, but you, you won't be able to hear the sounds of the world that's going on. If you put if you're blocking yourself out with these headphones, so I feel like, and also a part of that physical health is taking in everything that's around you, because life could be like that. Life could be over like that, and you just spent that last moment just blocking yourself off because you felt like you didn't want, you didn't want to talk to anyone. You just didn't want to have any interactions with the world itself, and I feel like that can also affect how we will perceive our physical health. Because even in the gym. You know you want to you want to stay pumped up you want to keep your music in or whatnot but that huge bodybuilder across the rack could be the person who could help change your physical life but you didn't want to talk to him because drake had this new song that dropped that you want to be locked into and i i i don't i don't try to say it as like it's so serious like never you, you can never listen to music and never have headphones but if you have these things on in a day-to-day basis every single minute of the day you're missing out on so much, You're missing out on everything. Um, and that can also tie into being where your feet are. This a topic for you. Um, you've been through some stuff, man. Like You, you have gone through some things, experienced a lot of stuff, athletically, personally, academically, this route of bodybuilding that I talked about when we talked, we briefly mentioned, um, with the foods that you eat and the type of things that you're putting in your body. Do you think when you switched over from being the athlete of football and then going into the athletic space of bodybuilding, do you think the <clears throat> nutritional aspect affected your physical and your mental health at any point in time?
1: Um, so on the nutritional side of things, um, you know, in football, uh, you're eating for, to perform. Right. Um, you know, so you have to fuel yourself with the right kinds of things. Um, you know, in bodybuilding, it's a completely opposite deal. I mean, you're still fueling yourself. You still have right. to have proper fuel to, uh, you know, train and stuff like that, but you're eating to look the absolute best that you possibly can. And a lot of the times that doesn't really line up with what you want to eat. Yeah. You know, if you're playing a sport, you know you you don't have to be as dialed in you know performance and body composition i think um a lot of people don't understand that they don't always line up Mm. you know like when i'm super lean i'm i wouldn't be able to perform like on a football field right you know so like there's a really happy balance between performance and body composition um but on the bodybuilding side of things you know i tell people a lot uh Football was the hardest thing I've ever done physically mm. at a D one level, Texas mm. Tech, Utah State. Um, but mentally, I think bodybuilding um, is, is really really hard. Mm. You're having to say no to your friends, yeah, who want to go out and drink. It. You know, you're gonna have to say no. I, you were there, yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember. Or I have to say no to my friends. I want to go out and eat and, yeah. go, and I got to bring my Tupperware to dinner with me. You know, I don't, you don't like being that guy. It got to yeah. the point to where my friends just stopped inviting me. Right. Cause they knew I was going to say no. And it doesn't, that doesn't feel good. Like you still yeah. want to be invited, um, to feel like you're still a part of your friend group, but you really do have to like almost take yourself out of, I don't want to say um society but you do have to be like super locked in you know you can't miss obviously i'm human um but like you can't miss meals you can't miss cardio you can't miss training sessions you know you gotta hit your you gotta practice your posing you know you gotta make sure you're getting your water in and making sure your salt levels were hit for that day Mm -hmm. and it was it was way more um than i ever thought um, I was getting myself into and I wanted to do it um uh, because my dad uh bodybuilded uh back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it'd be pretty cool for me to step on stage. Yeah um as well. It was a very similar story. Yeah yeah he ended up getting he got hurt um playing football he hurt his neck. Wow. Um and go figure I'm playing football. I did three years of college football. I hurt my neck. Wow um and he started bodybuilding after he's done playing football so i was like you know what It'd be kind of cool oh, following God, my God. dad's footsteps that's cool man and you know get on stage and do the same thing i want to get on stage again at some point uh, yeah. i'm not rushing into it though uh because it is a it is a lot yeah you, know, you got to definitely you got to be ready mentally um going into prep because those last six weeks are brutal yeah mood swings every day uh, <laughs> my fiance, uh, Berkeley was like, I'm glad I was not in town while yeah. you were, um, on your last six weeks. Of yeah, yeah. Cause I was like, this. I was up and down all
0: the day, all the time. Uh, see, I, I, I remember like seeing that process and I, I see it once again, a lot online. Um, but the, the preparation and the the way you have to dial in specifically for for food like it literally it's for food and the difference is because once again for me i've also played football and i know the diet that we were on for football compared to watching how you cook and prep your food for bodybuilding it was like man football i was just eating anything and everything that i could i mean still on a on a healthier scale but yeah. I was sure. still just put I was just putting things in my body that I could, but why I wonder why it's not as focused. Like I understand you want to have a the certain physique in bodybuilding, but in football you still want to be a like a high caliber person. So why is it not so keen and focused on, on the types of foods that you're doing? It not necessarily like you want a lower calorie count and all this other stuff, but I wonder why that's not a focus though. Um I think, you know, with me
1: being a, you know, in the side of things and talking to a lot of the dietitians, um, at tech, it's, it's hard because you spend a lot of money on an organization in an organization on food, um, for the athletes. Um, and you don't want that to go to waste. Yeah. Um, so you have to find ways to make the athletes happy. Um, but at the same time, you know, give them the best possible option um to eat, and I think it's it's really hard some coaching staffs um will just give the players what anything and anything that they, that they want to eat yeah. um as long as they're doing good and they're um on the field and happy and stuff like that and then there's other coaches that definitely focus on the body composition side of things more yeah um I uh, know I've had both i've mm. both my, I've had both kinds of coaches mm. um. And I liked, you know, having healthier options to eat. But that's just because that's how I was raised. And there were a right. lot of people that would hate it. Right. A lot of people that hated it. They're like, man, why the heck are we eating this stuff again today? Yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. and they'd get it and they'd throw it right in the trash and they'd go get their canes, mm. you know. So, like, it's um, in the athletic world, I think it's a really um, tough um, battle um, when it comes to giving athletes uh, healthy options, but also keeping them happy at the same time and, you know, making sure that they're fueled properly to perform.
0: Yeah. Um, For kind of the last, the last kind of areas that I want to discuss are kind of the areas that I like, I I enjoy to talk about um, because it's very important. Uh, The, the age range that people are on here that listen to vary, man. Like they go from like 13 to in their sixties. So like, it's a a big range of of people that are listening into this. Um, You and the knowledge and expertise that you have. uh, I want to try to pull some knowledge from you and see how the knowledge you know can help benefit those other people around who have never thought about these types of things before. Um, With the knowledge and things that you have gone through from seeing both sides of being the student athlete, being the student, now being the, pretty much a coach now um but a graduate Mm -hmm. assistant now how and what are some ways that you can help bring some positivity back into the fitness industry on a mental health side of things
1: so do you want me to go in uh to this um on the athlete side of things um with the mental health on as an athlete or just in general um go from both sides actually
0: go from the sides of student athlete and transitioning out of the life of being a student athlete
1: yeah i think i think that's going to be a a great way to talk about it because that's kind of how my experience um went with you know finding out more uh, into psychology and kind of how a sports psychologist can actually help you. Yeah. Um, so when I was playing, uh, we had an opportunity to see a sports psychologist. They were always there. They would give their little five minute spiel, say, Hey, I'm here if you guys need me, you know, but it was never more than that. I think now a lot of teams are starting to do better and have their sports psychologists more involved and giving, Mm. uh, players more opportunities, um, to, you know, interact with them and sit down and talk and say, Hey man, I'm struggling with this, but you know, Nobody wants to be that guy that has to see the sports psychologist. You know, I think for a long time there was a bad um, connotation um, with seeing a psychologist or a sports psychologist. Right. And then little do I know some of the best athletes of all time all see sports psychologists all the time, multiple times a week, Mm. you know, just to deal with the pressure and to deal with all the, you know you have to perform every day and outside pressures from family. And like now with the NIL boost, mm, mm-hmm. you know, so like all kinds of more like just pressure being added on top of these athletes. Um, and if they don't perform, they see it on social media within a minute, right. You know, or they see it on social media or, um, they're walking around campus and somebody's like, dude, why'd you miss that field goal? Or like, mm. man, how'd you drop that pass or something? You know? So like, it's just little things like that. But I mean, I think the mental health of athletes can be overlooked um, a lot. Uh, And I actually, I work with Texas Tech basketball a lot right now. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I felt compelled to tell the team like, hey, I want to make sure you guys know that you guys have a sports psychologist here. Um, And like, if you think if there's anything you're dealing with mentally, like, please go see them. You know, I neglected my mental health for a long in when I was playing for a long time. Right. And then as I transitioned out, I realized, you know, how important that was. And my fiance was really big into that as well. She's like, you know what, you should maybe like try to see in a psychologist to like work through some of the I know you really haven't had like a whole I haven't had a lot of big trauma in my life, but right. you know, big trauma feel whether mine's. Not really as serious as yours. It still feels right. the same way right. to me. Right. Um, you know, so I got help. You know, I went and I saw a psychologist, um, and it's been the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Like by far. Um, And don't get me wrong, I still have a lot of progress to make. Um, but he has helped me immensely, just like how to be mindful of what I'm feeling and thinking and, um, you know, just, have the tools to be able to, you know, take control of, of your thoughts um, take control of what you're thinking and what you put out there. Um, Because what, what's in between here influences a lot of, a a lot of things. Um, And I think, I think they're doing a better job in the NCAA of giving kids opportunities um right. to see and get this kinds of help because they sports psychologists can help you in so many ways right from on the field off the field you know just so so many the literally the opportunities are endless for them to yeah. help out athletes yeah
0: oh man i, I like it's 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 chilling because the the amount of people that I've seen um, struggle with that mental health side of things, because there are so many, there are so many variables that are coming into play when being a student athlete, you have your life of an athlete, you have your life of a student, you have your family, you have all of this other stuff going on. That's difficult. And that could be kind of hard. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like people should pay a little bit more attention to it The My last question that I have for it is, man, it's about the youth. Like they're, they they're, they're going to be our upbringing. They're going to be the next people that are going to, they're going to run everything. As soon as, as soon as we get old. And as soon as our, our back goes out, they're going to be, they're going to be the people that comes up next. So how can we create an environment for our youth to Feel like it's okay to talk about these issues, talk about these problems? How can we implement, or what's a strategy for you that you think you can implement? One thing that could help boost the confidence in our youth?
1: Man, um, geez, that's that's kind of tough. Um, but I think you know, just getting not forcing it upon kids, but letting them discover it naturally, Mm. you know, just like putting little tidbits in front of them say, Hey, like, what do you feel about this? Or like, what are you feeling right now? Like here, this is how you can handle that. You know, if kid's crying in sports after a game, like, man, I had a bad game. Yeah. Um, All this stuff, you know, there's, and there's ways to, there's, there's so much information out there that's accessible when it comes to sports psychology and like yeah. child development and stuff like that. I think if parents just, you know, open their mind um, to those kind of things, or yeah. maybe even paying for a subscription for Headspace yeah, um, and like having that on like the kid's iPad or something and letting them be able to explore things on, on an app like Headspace where they teach you how to breathe mm. and they teach you how to do, um different kinds of meditation and they yeah. have they walk you through things on there and they yeah. have it tailored for athletes or or not for athletes so i think just you know having those things accessible um and not not demonizing seeing a psychologist or getting help yeah um for what's going on in your head um is really big because i think for so long um it was you know Oh, you're going to the shrink, you know? Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not. What are these dots, you know, yeah, yeah, look like to you? It's not like it's not that. It's like sometimes yeah. it's just. Sometimes you just got to vent. Yeah, get stuff off your chest and yeah. just have somebody that um that's gonna listen.
0: Absolutely, and it's,
1: that's as sim- as simple as that. You know, it's it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to deal with depression or anxiety. You know, everybody can see a psychologist. Yeah, you don't have to be diagnosed with anything to see a di- uh, a psychologist. Like yeah. I don't. I don't deal with that crippling depression or anxiety. I just, I go to a psychologist because, you know, it makes me feel good and gets things off my mind and gives me tools to think better and, um, you know, be more aware and be mindful of of what's going on in my head. And he's, he pulls in, um, you know, Christianity a lot too. So, um, I kind of get my, my, uh, dose of faith and, psychology at the same time it's cool he he intertwines uh the things together um really really unique hmm. that's
0: that's neat um uh, i try to think of i try to think of ways that could have helped me i guess when i was younger if if i felt open enough to talk about something and i think for me a strategy that i think could play a role is um if you're if the child is in sports, I know a lot of my times I was at practice, I was at some type of event with my team. So a lot of the times, of course, like my parents will be around, of course they'd be around involved with all the other parents, but I'm with my coaches. So if the coaches can set that example for us to let us know, like it's okay, or even just taking on that role as, as a psychologist, but just being that person who's just there to listen in case if there's anything going on. I mean, a kid may be 10, 11, probably has nothing really going on, but to them, there's probably something crazy going on that they just want to talk about, but they can't feel like they can't. So I feel like it starts from the coaches. And um, that's kind of a question I just want to pose to to everyone. Um, For the youth out there, what's just one strategy that you can implement to help our youth be okay with that mental health space, the space that you, what space that they're in, and what things we can do to help improve if their health space if their mental health space is not where they think they should be. Um, but Christian, thank you, thank you very much for all the the knowledge and expertise you've bring bringing to this podcast and to man, to everyone, Dude, I, don't, I have no idea of how many people are gonna be here listening to this, but I know there's there's one person out there that took the things that you're saying to heart. And I know they will be internally grateful for you. So thank you very much for coming on here and, and speaking with us here tonight.
1: Appreciate it, thank you for having me, uh, hopefully um, got a message across to somebody out there, uh, made a change. Um, you know, looking forward to the future, uh, of the podcast, wish you guys all the success in the world. Um, hopefully we get on for another one uh, down the road um, at some point.
0: Absolutely. Well, Christian, I'm going to close us out here real quick in prayer and then we will wrap it up in there. Uh, perfect. Dear Lord. Uh, Thank you for bringing us together here today and allowing us to to shed some light regarding the mental health uh, of everyone, not even just mental health of student athletes. Uh, Thank you for granting us the wisdom and being able to be that teacher to the people that are around us. Father, I ask that you continue to pour into everyone who's viewing this, who's listening to this, who's even just getting a glimpse from their friends Continue to pour into them, watch over them, protect their minds, protect their hearts as they go through whatever path they're going through. Uh, Keep us strong and keep us protected into you and allow us to grow each and every day and allow us to be comfortable with the things that we're doing, but not be too scared to open up when things are wrong. So, Father God, thank you for loving us and continuously protecting us in all the things that we do. Father God, I love you and I praise you in Jesus' name I pray. Amen man. Well Everyone, I will repeat it over and over again. Make sure you leave us a like, leave us a comment, share a little message to to someone. Somebody is out there listening to and reading the comments that you're putting out there, so leave a little message. Tell somebody you love them. Enjoy the time that you have here and be mindful of where your feet are because you never know When life can switch up on you. So keep an eye out for that and keep an eye out every Saturday at noon for a new episode with us. And hopefully next time you guys will see Shamika back on here again, once again, keep her in your prayers for, for healing for her. And we will see you guys hopefully on LinkedIn too, if you, if you really pay attention, but we will see you guys next week for the next episode of the Sibling Sit Down Podcast. See y'all.